This is the On the Pony Express podcast, part of the On3 network. Check out all the SMU coverage you need at ontheponyexpress.com. Now, now. here's your host, Billy Embody. Billy Embody. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. I'm Billy Embody. Thanks for listening. We are presented by Status Jet. But first, uh, SMU did get a commitment, a major one, on Sunday, or excuse me, on Monday um, with the holiday, MLK Day. Uh, got the days mixed up. But SMU did get a major commitment, an electric re- return man and do-it-all athlete committed to SMU. We'll talk about that in just a moment. But first, we are presented by our friends at Status Jet. Be sure to check out uh our friends at Status Jet with all their different ways that they can help your private jet chartering experience be the best that you could possibly ask for. Um, They bring that personal touch to every aspect of your business and travel, uh, whether it's chartering flights, buying an aircraft, or selling a plane. Uh, There is a new level of luxury that Status Jet is providing to all their customers. They're proud supporters of SMU football and SMU athletics. David Henry and his entire team will be there for you every step of the way to give you guys what you should desire in a private jet chartering experience. That's why you need to head to Status Jet um, and use the code PONYUPACC. Mention it for a discount on your round-trip flight when you book with Status Jet. Uh, They are uh, the premier... Uh, pick when it comes to the charter jet experience, uh, whether it's safety, speed, convenience, they've got it all handled for you. Um, and again, their team just does it a little bit differently than some of these other companies that you can work with um, in the private jet charter company space. So um, they have various levels of planes you can get in and out of, um, whether you're looking to charter a large group of people for the right cost or whether you're looking uh, for that intimate experience uh, on a plane with a level of luxury, um, space, all of those things, they can handle that and get you into the right situation um, with across all their different partners. So check out Status Jet, statusjet.com. Our friends, David Henry and his staff mentioned code PONYUPACC or on theponyexpress.com and get a discount on round trip flights. SMU did pick up a commitment, like we mentioned, uh, and this one is kind of one that we mentioned on the podcast last week uh, as a uh, kind of a secret uh, commitment uh, that we were expecting, and that is Brashad Smith. Brashad Smith from Miami, uh, a former four-star prospect who will play his final season of college football at SMU. Uh, he does have two years to play one season, so if something happened, he could redshirt, um, but this is a guy that will come in as uh, a member of the running back room. Um, Kyle Cooper, SMU special teams coach and new running backs coach, uh, really recruited him as a guy that will help SMU in the return game. Uh, he had uh, 69 catches for 770 yards four and four touchdowns throughout his career in Coral Gables. He made 10 starts over 35 games. Uh, He set career highs in receptions and yards in 2022 for a little bit of a drop-off this year. Um, If you 
kind of watched some of the Miami message boards, a lot of these guys were talking about how this was probably a good move for him uh, uh, an, to find an offense that could use him the right way. Um, one of his receiver teammates uh, compared him to Tyreek Hill with just the way he's a Swiss Army knife. He can do everything offensively and could probably play defense. Um, that's Miami wideout Colby Young this fall. He said every time Brashard touches the ball, you expect him to take it to the house. He's very electric. Electric reminds me a little bit of Tyreek Hill. And to uh, hit on that point a little bit more, in 2023, he rushed nine times for 132 yards and a touchdown. He caught 22 passes for 263 yards and two scores. But on 39 kickoff returns, he averaged 25 yards on the dot, a return. Um, and that was a career high, um, or excuse me, over 39 kick returns in his entire career. He averaged 25 yards a kick. His career high in average yards per kick return came in 2023 when he averaged 29 yards including a kickoff return for a touchdown against Texas A&M. That was good for fourth nationally among kick returners for average yards per kick return. So clearly one of the more explosive athletes in the country and will now be able to help SMU hit that issue with kick returns. Um, Roger Daniels ended up being the guy this year after trying out Keish, uh, trying out uh, Brian Massey, Keyshawn Smith, all these different guys back there on kick return, well, now they have somebody that is legitimately one of the best in the country at doing it. Um, and as a veteran, he knows what to expect from Rhett Lashley and his entire crew. He played for them in the 2021 season. Um, he's only been in college three years. I know that's funny these days with COVID and things like that, but Rashard Smith will bring a level of electric playmaking to SMU's return game that will complement Roger Daniels as the punt returner very well. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So Kyle Cooper gets to upgrade that special teams portion of things, which anytime you can bring in a guy like this, it makes a lot of sense. And we talk about SMU and, and how they address the roster and how they address uh, these positions step by step. And um, I, I mentioned throughout the summer before this season, kind of how Rhett Lashley went about fixing things on this team and Obviously, this past off offseason was uh, fixing the defense, and we knew that uh, they were able to uh, get into some of these uh, uh, transfers and, and bring them on board, and, uh, and SMU benefited from that with its best defensive season in decades. This offseason, there is a little bit of a different feel, right? Because they now uh, have, uh, let me see, I think 11 – transfer commitments maybe they have 12 now um yes they have 12 transfer commitments um in this class and and i haven't heard of any fires and things like that but smu knew they were losing defensive linemen they went out and they got tank booker they got omari abor they got jonathan jefferson they have jafari harvey and they have mike lockhart coming in those are the big guys that are going to be expected to fill 
the void that has been left by the guys departing off this 2023 roster. They also went out and brought in a veteran defensive back in Deuce Harmon. They upgraded some of their depth on the offensive line with Savion Bird and Nate Anderson. Those are nice pieces for that group to just feel better about itself overall from a depth perspective. Remember, they did have, a, I think, one or two guys. Uh, they had Cam Irvin, who they lost, and they, uh, I want to say, lost Jacob Waller, if I'm thinking. Yes, Jacob Waller transferred out, um, and they had Hyron White leave. So they needed to upgrade kind of their depth overall. They're still looking for a tackle, um, you know, I think to bring in, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. But Justin Medlock, you know, they lose uh, Chris Adamora to graduation. They needed kind of to balance that room out at linebacker. Um, and they went with Justin Medlock, who's now uh, in the class, so to speak, with Alex Kilgore and Brandon Maiazono. They'll bring in Brandon Booker and Zach Smith. And of course, they have the veterans, Jaquandis Burns, Kobe Wilson, and Ahmad Walker. Justin Medlock can be a guy that can help you on special teams, be a depth linebacker. And you hope that with a fresh start, after playing for a very good defensive team, but limited, uh, that he can find his footing overall. Then you bring in Ashton Cozart um, and now Brashard Smith. And this is a very low risk move to, to bring in Brashard Smith. But I mentioned this because if you look at the issues SMU had this season on special teams, there was, I mean, what, at least five games into the season? I, I know they started off the bat. I, it might have been a penalty, but there was always something with the kickoff returns for about the first half of the season. And whether it was fumbling, whether it was um, uh, just not letting it go into the end zone, whether or not taking a knee, all those things were issues. And eventually they got on the right footing with Roger Daniels back there. But even then you had just still some issues. When you have a guy who has been on record, at least through laser, uh, running a 4-5-2, that's what Brashard Smith has, at least on his um, resume, you're going to have somebody who can really, um, you know, break, be a game breaker. And I think that's important um, overall, of course, because uh, SMU does need that kind of jolt of athleticism to this uh to this offense um and overall this this special team. So I like the addition if you can fix the kick return game with one guy. I mean there are very few guys in the country that you would want to bring in um over Brashard Smith and uh, for him to have one year be a very low risk uh type of addition. Uh this makes a ton of sense for SMU to go ahead and do. So they do bring him in um Again, he has one year of eligibility left, so he can just kind of come in and and if he pans out, he pans out. Um, that would be a huge boost for special teams. And then when it comes to kind of the protection things, I know that's something they're working on, figuring that out. How can they fix that? Um, and, you know, it, it reared its ugly head against Boston College with the blocked field goal. So there are things that SMU has to fix on special teams. They just fixed a big one, which can help the offense get better starting field position. It means you got to go a, you know, lesser distance to get into scoring range, get into the uh, opponent's side of the field. It can just change the way you can plan. If you trust somebody back there who has done it at a high level for multiple years. So Rhett Lashley and his staff throughout the 
first year they came in, they were they had to hold this roster together. That was a huge focus. They couldn't do as much as they wanted to on defense. We realized that. Then year two, they came in with the mindset of we've got to get a ton of players on defense. They did that. They fixed that. Um, and now this is kind of the offseason where you hold everything together. You bring guys in to plug some holes, but you got to still fix things. One of those was special teams. They just made a major move to fix special teams with the addition of Brashard Smith. So I like it. And for those of you asking like, okay, well, what does this mean for spots? SMU basically has to get under the scholar, the 85 by fall camp. That's kind of the rule. And then when you bring guys in, you can then say to somebody this, this spring, hey, this is kind of your make it or break it spring. Look at where you're at on the depth chart. Look at what we're kind of expecting out of you. Here's who's in front of you. Then maybe we see some more attrition. Maybe we see guys take medical red shirts. Maybe we see them um, or medically retire. Maybe we see some other guys move on. That will get them under the 85 um, by the time fall camp rolls around. So uh, for SMU, again, I like this move a lot. Um, and it was one that just needed to be kept quiet. I mean, he's one of the top return men in the country. He's a gadget player. He will start off in that running back room, be able to play a little bit in the slot. Um, but uh, this is a, a really nice pickup for SMU to address a position of need. Before we go any further, guys, it's time for me to remind you guys about our friends at GameTime. GameTime.co, but especially use the GameTime app and use promo code PONY for $20 off your first order. When you download the GameTime app, use that promo code PONY for $20 off your first order. I love GameTime the way that they make everything so easy. It's just a couple of clicks once you know what you want to buy from that option um, that you're looking for. Um, for me, we've done a bunch of different things when it comes to, uh, we went and saw Bill Burr, a comedian. Uh, we've gone to sporting events. We've uh, checked out, um, you know, different ways for our friends to come join us at, at sporting events, you know, SMU games this fall. Well, in just a couple taps, you can be in Moody Coliseum for the Temple game on Tuesday night, seven o'clock. Um, it is on ESPN Plus, so one of the best ways to see it and see it live is uh, to use Game Time. Uh, you can see they have uh, those little markers right there where you can see the cheapest deal. You can see what they consider the best deal. Club baseline one hundred two row four for twenty two bucks is pretty solid to sit that low. SMU is among the top teams in the AAC. They've shown that so far uh, in conference play. So go check them out and use Game Time with the promo code PONY for $20 off your first order. And if you find tickets for whatever event you look at in the same section or row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the different difference. That's the Game Time guarantee. So download Game Time today. Terms do apply, but use promo code PONY for $20 off your for first order. Appreciate Game Time and their partnership with On the Pony Express and On 3. Um, SMU fans, uh, this is a fun time of year. You get to start to see how some of these players, um, how their recruitments are starting to unfold, just from a, from a visit perspective, just from a uh, priority perspective. And I do want to highlight one guy, 
who swung through, um, but he's not a member of the 2025 class. SMU already looking ahead in 2026 with JJ Mays, Gerald Mays. He's out of Pflugerville Weiss. That team is loaded. Um, and he's already one of the top offensive linemen in the state of Texas for next cycle. He was on campus. We'll have uh, his full reaction uh, to his visit at ontheponyexpress.com this week. Um, he's going to be an interior guy. He's somebody that uh, really enjoyed his time around Garen Justice. He's already been to Texas Tech on a visit in the past. He's going to be planning out some other ones. He's going to Texas where the Longhorns haven't offered yet, uh, but he's going there for their big junior day on January 20th. Um, but this weekend for SMU is really when things start to heat up and, and the staff will be hosting mul multiple top prospects. That's why you should head to ontheponyexpress.com. Subscribe for just a dollar for your first month. We'll have the rundown on who's coming in to the Hilltop for visits this weekend. And um, there will be a lot to kind of go over um, on the uh, subscriber-only podcast when it comes to that and, and where things stand uh, for the Mustangs in there and their recruiting uh, picking up in the class of 2025. But a um, couple other notes here. Um, SMU did bring in uh, two early enrollees from the high school ranks, uh, and they started class on Wednesday or will start class on Wednesday as SMU is off on Tuesday with uh, the uh, snowy and ice situation. Um, Dallas just doing what Dallas does, shutting down whenever there's bad weather. Um, but Tyler Aronson, uh, the quarterback commitment, for the class of 2024 is now officially on campus. Uh, he enrolled this weekend, as did Red Oak, Red Oak linebacker Zach Smith, who is one of the top uh, linebackers for SMU on their board. I mean, they were on him early um, and made a big push for him. He's basically my pick for for sleeper of the class. I mean, I think between Maurice, Maurice Crum and Scott Simons, they've done a really nice job evaluating linebackers. Even Brandon Maiazono, who kind of came in after playing quarterback in all sorts of positions at Frisco, uh, has looked like somebody that they feel like can pan out and be a guy that uh, will impress. Zach Smith kind of reminds me of um, Ahmad Walker in a way, not the tallest guy in the world. I know Ahmad's like, I mean, five, 11 and a half, maybe six foot, but Zach Smith a little bit taller than that, uh, but kind of, again, the sawed off middle linebacker that, that they were looking for. So those are your two early enrollees for the freshman class. But one thing I'll note um, is that uh, King Large, uh, the interior offensive lineman uh, who signed with SMU this fall, he and his family are actually going to move to Dallas. So uh, that'll be something that will will happen here soon. He'll finish out at St. John Bosco online, which is crazy. But um, I guess it's a product of COVID and, and how they kind of handle things like that. Um, so he'll be. Uh, living in Dallas here soon enough and um, finishing out his his career um, on, online. So he'll be able to uh, acclimate. He and his family will be able to acclimate here in Texas. Um, and he's a guy SMU is really excited about. Um, I think he could be a guy that pans out as a multi-year starter for SMU in the class of 2024. So um, those are a couple of uh, news and notes from the class of 2024. Um, the rest of them will be here in July or excuse me, in June, as uh, they'll get ready to work out with Sean Griswold and get ready uh, for their first season on the Hilltop, which happens to be in the ACC. Um, one thing we're going to do here in the coming weeks is try to start looking ahead to 
the ACC in 2024, um, do some team previews, maybe have some guests on, uh, things like that to talk a little bit about what to expect um, with uh, SMU going into that league uh, for the first time. Um, uh, and and that'll be um, that'll be fun uh, to to kind of uh, go through um, and and learn more about these ACC schools for you guys. Uh, that's something I'm excited about. Kind of getting an early feel for them, right? Like before spring practice, like how is the pulse in Tallahassee in um, uh, all these different places? Uh, after the 2023 season is all wrapped up, what do they need to accomplish in spring ball? Those are things that are going to be um, uh, on the table uh, for uh, the On the Pony Express podcast. But back on track now, um, when it comes to what's next for SMU and the transfer portal, uh, I know we hit on this a lot on the podcast, so sometimes it is repetitive. But when you get a guy that is kind of off the radar from who we normally talk about in Brashard Smith, it's worth you know, circling back on. We talked about maybe how they can open up some roster spots, but now with the transfer portal, it is pretty much over with. Um, SMU does have a few more days uh, to bring in some players, um, but from my understanding, I think SMU is done as of now. And what they'll do is they will go um, into the next phase, which is assessing the guys that they have on the roster. They'll start up with workouts with Sean Griswold probably Monday, like this coming week is my guess. Um, and uh, when it comes to um, the overall uh, roster that they are going to build up for 2024, SMU does have some guys that are going to have to move on in some capacity. Uh, and so we'll be tracking that as the spring unfolds. Um, SMU will be kind of following the same spring football um, calendar that they did uh, in 2023 um, with the kind of the split session where they'll um, uh, they'll go a few practices before um, uh, spring break hits for SMU. And then they'll go um, – uh, with a few after, including the spring game. So that's something um, uh, to keep an eye on. Um, last year, they started the first week in March, the 4th, um, and then they um, uh, returned from spring break March 22nd um, and, and got going on that. So um, Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With this cycle, they'll be able to assess, all right, we're just not seeing it from so-and-so or the buy-in isn't there. Um, I will say this team, as you saw in the fall, there's a lot of buy-in among the players. Very few guys that you sit there and you say, just not having it or um, isn't isn't a you know bought into the program. I mean, you see guys like a Stone EB emerge as an H-back. Uh, you see guys that 
even like Ja'Kai Clark, just continuing to work and get better and lose weight so that he can play in a few games down the stretch in redshirt and um, help this team win a conference championship. Those are all really important things. And and I look up and down this roster, and there's just not many, any guy, you know, many guys that really stand out and you say, man, that guy is just not bought in. He's going to move on. It can be a talent thing. It can be a, um, you know, injury thing, but they have this culture in the right direction and way. And I think we'll see a couple things work, work themselves out. And that'll lead to some more guys being brought in from the transfer portal. I think they want to bring in a true offensive tackle, one maybe with years to play. Uh, we'll kind of be monitoring that um, as the spring unfolds. The transfer portal window uh, for the spring uh, does open, um, I want to say um, it's a 15 uh, it's a 15-day window um, that um let's see i want to i think they moved it up um april 15th yep april 15th um to the 30th that is the window for players to enter um which will work out again for smu they'll be pretty much wrapping with spring ball they'll know who can move on we saw some guys move on after spring and even Rhett lashley you know letting them get a lot of reps in the spring game to help them with their next transfer start uh, or stop and, and get some film out there. So all those things are going to happen on SMU side, but I think from who they're going to bring in uh, an offensive tackle is uh, I think a, a, a big want, I think tight end, somebody who's a big body with uh, another year or two of eligibility would be wise just so that you can bridge that gap uh, to trip Reardon. I think that's a position group that is, is really looking good. Uh, you have RJ Maryland who will be a junior. Uh, if he has another strong year, they'll obviously have to push for him to come back. The, the goal and the expectation would be that he would, unless he really takes that true step to stardom and, and, you know, his draft stock can't get any higher, things like that. Um, but, uh, you also have Adam Moore emerging, but, you do have Trip Reardon, who will be a redshirt freshman. If you can get a guy with like one year to be a blocking tight end, like a true, just even like okay threat in the passing game, what Micah Hiltz was kind of supposed to be uh, for SMU, that would be ideal. Um, and then from there, um, we'll see them go after another defensive tackle, I feel like. We'll see them go after another cornerback. We'll see if they kick the tires on a safety. Uh, if they do that, um, you know, that'll be a change um, for SMU um, that that would be welcomed uh, just to bring in, you know, players that, again, would have like multiple years of eligibility left that can help for years to come. That would be a big goal uh, for this, uh, you know, cycle of transfers in the spring. They already have their veteran and Deuce Harmon who has two years. Uh, they have some young guys they trust, but they need another player who can contribute in the cornerback room um, that would really solidify things. And again, allow a strong rotation there at that position group. So um, overall really nice pickup for SMU and Bashard Smith. That is something that, um, you know, might surprise some folks, but Hey, they went out and they felt like they needed to address the roster in that spot and they did it. They will continue to do that at other spots. Um, and they will have spots 
uh, to give on that front. So um, we are going to uh, talk a little bit about basketball here as they uh, bounce back on Saturday with a win. But first, guys, again, let me remind you about our friends at Status Jet. Uh, Status Jet is the place to go for all your private jet chartering needs. You can use promo code PONYUPACC for a discount on a round-trip flight to be worked out between you, David Henry, and his team. Um, you can fly anywhere, anytime, and they have all sorts of different aircraft available. They can put you in a large commercial jet if you have that big of a group. They can put you in large cabin jets. They can put you in super midsize, midsize jets, light jets, turboprops, and even helicopters. Um, and you can work with their sales and acquisition team um, to sell or obtain a private aircraft. Um, and and StatusJet can help ensure that seamless transition process. And also you can bounce things off of them to make sure you get the full market value of your aircraft. Or if you're looking to invest, um, their team can provide you with all the information, knowledge, and expertise you need to do that. Contact StatusJet, 866-404-9314. They can walk you through all of those things. Head to statusjet.com and you can uh, reach out to them directly uh, through phone, through um, any of their different contact methods on the site. submitting their form, um, and be sure to check out their private jet membership program, the Elevate Card. Um, And when you do that and you do join with the Elevate Card, you do get $15,000, the $15,000 membership fee waived. So check out their site, statusjet.com, and they can share with you all the things they can do for you to help you through your private jet chartering experience. SMU basketball got a win on Saturday on the road at East Carolina. Uh, The Mustangs won 75-64. All 11 road games for SMU, uh, or excuse me, all 11 wins for SMU have been by double digits. Uh, This program is playing a high level of defense. Uh, That showed once again um, in Greenville. Uh, where Zurich Phelps led SMU with 17 points. Chuck Harris had 14, but he also had uh, eight assists on the day. I thought he played a strong game. SMU got enough from its three-point shooting. Um, They went nine of 26. And I think the big takeaway for me is in watching this team is they can be frustrating to watch, especially offensively. They play really well defensively. They rebound. Um, Even though this broke a streak, um, a bit of out rebounding the other team. Um, I think it was a eight or nine game streak um, that that came to an end um, out rebounding the other team. But uh, they were really able to find a groove between points in the paint, um, three point shooting, and when SMU can get both to kind of complement each other, that's when this team has that ability to be one of the best teams in the AAC. We saw it at Memphis. If they just would have gotten a little bit from beyond the arc, they win that game. If they make their free throws like they did against ECU when they went 12 of 13, they win at Memphis. They get a top 25 win. They get a quad one win. They sit atop the AAC standings. Instead, now they're going to have to continue to battle here, but it is a very difficult road. Um, 
for this team to make the NCAA tournament. They're going to have to find their footing the rest of the way and really make noise in the AAC tournament um, uh, throughout the course of, of the rest of the season. So, um, but a nice win on the road at ECU um, to bounce back. Uh, obviously, the Pirates are about 500 as a basketball team. They're 2-2 two and two in AAC play. SMU is looking up in the standings at Memphis, North Texas, FAU, and Charlotte. Um, Charlotte sitting at nine and seven overall. So they just kind of looks like they might've gotten a decent start to, um, you know, conference play now with already four games under their belt, their one loss being to SMU. But you look at the Memphis, North Texas, FAU looking to be the, the class of the AAC along with SMU. Um, I think for this SMU team, you have an off game from Keon Ambrose Hilton. You have, um, Tyreek Smith with an off game. I think they combined for six points or eight points or something like that together. It was kind of silly, but SMU's bench came alive 25 points from the bench, which was nice to see. That's the type of complimentary basketball SMU needs to continue to play if they want to make noise in the AAC. Um, and they'll be back at it again against Temple uh, Tuesday night at 7 p.m. in Moody Coliseum. Uh, they will um, be hosting the Owls that sit at uh, eight and nine overall. SMU sitting at 11 and five overall, two and one in league play. SMU heads to uh, or hosts Tulsa on Saturday, January 20th at 2 p.m. as well. So we'll be um, keeping an eye on that one for you uh, as well. But um, this SMU team, I think, is fun to watch when they've got some semblance of an offense in order. And it's not always the easiest thing to do. Um, it's just kind of with where they're at as a team, but uh, they found a way at East Carolina to get enough complimentary basketball on the offensive end to support their strong defense. Um, I think this is a different brand of basketball that um, SMU is not accustomed to really um, just being so defensive. It's been since the Larry Brown times um, that SMU has played this well defensively. They are one of the best teams in the country. They should be appreciated as such for being one of the best teams in the country on the defensive end. Um, but when it comes to offense, it is very hit or miss. And if they can find some consistency against the top teams in the AAC, then maybe they can make some noise um, and, and push for uh, not only a strong uh, NIT seed, but if they can find that magic in the AAC tournament, then they can maybe find themselves in the dance. But as of now, it, they, they're not, they're net and they're, um, Ken Palm scores are good. They just have to make a ton of noise in the AAC to really find themselves in that serious conversation for the NCAA tournament. But all 11 wins uh, for SMU by double digits, which is really impressive and certainly helps on that front um, when it comes to um, you know putting together uh, an overall um, just resume for the NIT in particular, which would be a good step in the right direction for the program. So um we'll be tracking smu temple uh 7 p.m central on espn plus that one at moody coliseum check them out uh the tickets on game time the game time app appreciate you guys listening to this edition of the podcast hope you guys enjoyed it subscribe to on the express.com and also hit that follow button for our youtube channel as well over 1500 of you guys on here now so it's been a fun ride on that front looking forward to starting to look ahead to the future in the acc as we're Kind of in full off-season mode with football now that the transfer portal window is winding down. 
Looking forward to all of that. Thank you guys for listening to this edition of the podcast. We will catch you guys later this week with another one.